Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Third and two. It's only a three-man rush. And open for a first down. Ball taken away. Jair Alexander took the ball out of the hands of the rookie Noah fan. Unbelievable. Uh, Mike Clemens. Hi, Jair. So, Packer fans... I've had the opportunity to watch great defensive back play from Charles Woodson and Sam Shields and Tremont Williams. Are you are you anxious to embrace this moment now as not only a leader for Packer fans and the media, but you know your teammates on and off the field? Yes, I've been I've been born ready. Short, sweet, yep, you got it. There you go. That's Jair Alexander, and that's a portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring Coatings, Polyurea Coatings, Wisconsin residents, business owners, industrial, whatever it is your needs are, they have it. And go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. And you ought to see the finish. It's just fantastic. I had it done and down in uh, down in the gym here at the house, and boy, just absolutely love it. Talk more about uh, well, uh, Jair Alexander and the Green Bay Packers in training camp. Our buddy Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider orange hotline michael how you doing i'm good bill you know you <laughs> it's like you start off a press conference and say okay this is going to be this is going to be long this is going to mm-hmm. take up well you know that doing interviews with players live on their show all the time and and you know the thing is you, you know tremont williams is likely not coming back and that's been your spokesperson and those other players that i mentioned to and i'm kind of looking for this guy to be the vocal leader now matt lafleur even though he goes 13-3 and three in his first year as an NFL head coach in Green Bay, he did make some changes at some position coaches. He's got a new wide receivers coach. He's got a new defensive back coach. Joe Witt had been in Green Bay a long time under McCarthy. Today, he's got a great job as the pass defense coordinator for Jan, Dan Quinn and the Falcons. Good spot. Uh, Jason Simmons had been in that group. He was the DB coach last year. Now he got uh, a promotion and more money out of the Carolina Panthers. But I also think that Jason Simmons also kind of got the feeling like, 
you know, he wasn't part of this group, and and so he was looking to move on. So then they hired Jerry Gray. Now this guy is this is a guy who played up against you know Gary Ellerson and Roy Butler back in the day. A first round pick mm-hmm. for the Rams as a defensive back, 28 career interceptions, known as being a hard hitter. Pull, I found this uh, column. When he pulled up to training camp 1985 to the L.A. Rams, he, the kid showed up in a Porsche. I mean, he's got some swagger to him, so he'd mm-hmm. been around the league. He has been Mike uh, Zimmerman's right-hand guy, defensive coordinator for, for the Vikings last several years, and so LaFleur brings him over to Green Bay. So the one thing that got Jair Alexander who did his presser with these big, crazy white sunglasses, white rim sunglasses, was to talk about his new secondary coach, Jerry Gray. Coach Gray has a great deal of knowledge. I mean, it's endless. You know, I could listen to Coach Gray talk the whole time about ball, you know, because it's things that I that he's opened my eyes up to that I've never even realized or noticed. Or Just my mental approach is, is just night and day from last year. It's always fun and uh, interesting listening to him talk because – he just knows so much about the game. Just from a mental aspect, my game has elevated already. He's been a great deal of help. So, Mike, what do they like uh, about Jair Alexander's game? The speed. He's a little shorter, but he's got great leaping ability. And I've told you the story before. One day I saw him walking out of the locker room, like on a Friday afternoon, and he started doing this dance routine that, you know, was equal to things that Michael Jackson used to do and all that. I mean, he's, he's super uber-coordinated, like an entertainer-type kid, um, great attitude. You know, if they're going to play the Falcons, he's the one they're going to put him up against Julio Jones because of his speed and leaping ability, even though a lot of these receivers today in the league, you know, have got a, a foot on him. But you talk to Matt LaFleur, and he just likes the attitude about Jair Alexander. Oh, there's so much to like about Ja. First of all, I love being around him. I've, I've told him a million times. He's got such an infectious energy, not only for, for, for everybody, not only the guys on defense, but I think our entire team. I love how he competes on a daily basis, and I think he's he's a premier corner in this league. I uh, I, I think he's got the making. I think one thing that he has to – to concentrate on this year is not allowing big plays because last year uh, there was at times he was all or nothing and he was really good in coverage but every now and then he'd let go of that one and get over the top on you yeah and you know he only had two picks so he knows he needs to work on that this year surprisingly the guy who led the team in picks last year was not one of the safeties but kevin king who after those first two years and the first pick overall for the packers you know a second round pick he led the team with with five interceptions last year and he, I'll tell you, when Kevin came on today, you know that feeling when you're at spring training with the Brewers or with you're the Green Bay Packers and some, some veteran has moved on or retired or whatever, and then all of a sudden there's this guy that's been kind of quiet in the background and you just see him look like he's, you know, it's like seeing a kid at 12 and then age 18. And it's like, wow. Today, this morning, on the Zoom, Kevin King looked like a guy who's taking that next step, like a man. And uh, I asked him what he expects to, at practice to be like tomorrow morning. Yeah, I don't think practice will be too much different. Um, it'll be good to actually get out there and play some football, you know, go against the ones and, you know, really just get out there and compete in the offseason. I really just try to get in the best shape I can be in, you know, just so we can, we can go out there and we can play man pretty much the whole game. You know, that, that's the type of shape that, you know, that they expect us to be in as corner. That's the type of shape that I need to be in to take my game to that next level. So, you know, I'm just, just looking forward to, 
you know, year three in, in pet system and they, everybody's kind of, you know, knowing their job and knowing others' jobs and stuff. And so we're, we're, we're definitely very comfortable in it. And there's consistency, I think, when you uh, talk about him, Jair, it's just consistency in the back of that defense. Kevin King is a guy who, you know, a couple of years ago got knocked out of a game against Dallas because he uh, went up against their big back on the first play, and, and but he suffered a concussion. He's not afraid to make contact and hit guys in the open field. Last year, you'd see him make a play, make a play, then then get his hips turned and get burned for 30 yards. The next series, he'd be the one to come back and, and maybe get a pick. So Kevin King realizes that that's what he's got to work on, and suddenly, suddenly, this guy is in his fourth year, 25 years old. He's actually now the senior cornerback on this defense. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just just being here, you know, this is my fourth year being here. It's actually no DBs that, that was here my rookie year. Just kind of been here in, in the system, you know what I'm saying, for a few years, been around the building, and this is my fourth year in the building. You know, definitely just knowing knowing what to expect, you know, just kind of, you know, help lead the guys. So I definitely, you know, feel that feel that role coming along. Um, you know, just eliminating big plays, you know, that's um, that, that's the thing. You know, you can play good, especially as a corner, you can play good all game. And then, you know, kind of just that one play where you maybe, you know, weren't focused or, you know, something like that. So just um, eliminating those things and, you know, just being consistently dominant. Those guys are really being relied upon, too, to make that, that, that receiving core better if there's going to be a trickle-down effect, uh, effect offensively, right? Right. If they're going to evaluate these wide receivers and you don't have any preseason game tape to do it, you're going to have to go live at some point this month within your own practice. And so Alan Lazard, the wide receiver, says, yeah, they, they need guys like Jair and Kevin King and the safety Darnell Savage to challenge them in practice. Jair and Kevin, you know, kind of holding it down. You have those two different styles of corners. You know, Jaws a little bit more smaller, quicker, um, way more technique sound. And then you have Kevin, who's a lot longer, way stronger, and a little bit more firm. So you're, you're able to get those different matchups and – to kind of have that different repetition during practice. So when we get that on Sundays, you know, it's it's not too far and few in between. And the secondary as well, you know, I think having Darnell um, come back for his second year, you know, he played amazing as a rookie, I felt like. And he was just getting his feet wet, to be honest. I think he's, he's super intelligent, um, super ball hungry, and I think he's going to do a, a great job. Him and Amos kind of leading the back end. And I'm sorry, I, I can't I can't forget my boy, uh, Chandon Sullivan, too, you know, being another undrafted guy. I think he did an amazing job. And he kind of he adds it to that whole Jair, um, Kevin King mix of, you know, it's a different look. The, the more looks that we can get, the different varieties that we can get, it's only going to make us better. The, uh, the, the veteran back there from last year, Mike, that was so good in the slot was Jermon Williams. And you wonder if that uh, not bringing him back is going to hurt that depth. Yeah, and he mentioned Shannon Sullivan there. That's the guy who really came on as the year went. And I said to myself, if this is Tremont's last year, it's going to be because of Sullivan. You still got Josh Jackson, hopefully, can, who's been injured the last couple of years. Maybe he can make a run. He's going to have to. But you asked Brian Gutekunst, you know, is there at some point you would consider bringing back Tremont Williams? Um, as far as Tremont goes, you know, I have great respect for Tremont. Um, what he's done here, um, we certainly are very, very aware um, of uh, you know where he is, and um, you know uh, no updates at this time. But um, I have a lot of respect for Tremont and what he brings to the table. 
So uh, we'll do this. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with more from Mike Clemens of NFL Series uh, Radio. Also, you can enter the Packers' opening drive sweepstakes. You can win a 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. Enter the sweepstakes by purchasing any 20-ounce Coca-Cola product or the Pothole Pizza over there at Quick Trip. With your Quick Rewards card, you're automatically entered. Purchase both of them at the same time. You get an, uh, an extra 10 bonus entries, by the way. Each weekly winner is going to have a chance to win 25 bucks per yard in the Packers opening drive. Plus, uh, you're going to be entered to win the 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. No purchase necessary. See store for details. The Pothole Pizza, the official pizza of your Green Bay Packers, only available at Quick Trip. More with Mike Clemens coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Yeah, well, D- Dave's a pro, and... Uh... He definitely likes to have a lot of fun, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, he is able to balance having fun and and being a pro. And I think that's why he's the player he is today. He, he always gives great effort, and uh, he's, he's somebody that we can can always count on. Head coach Matt Lafleur talking about the big left tackle David Bakhtiari. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends. Uh, up north, as a matter of fact, a couple of great locations if you want to do some social distancing. That is Pine Mountain Resort and the Four Seasons Island Resort, which right now you got uh, two weeknights. You book them up, you get a third weeknight absolutely free at either resort. Visit PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com or TheFourSeasonsWI.com. And look for the season of savings rate when you book your getaway today. Mike Clements from NFL Sirius Radio joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You know, Mike, it was an interesting conversation. I was listening to that uh, the other day when you uh, had uh, um, David Bakhtiari. And I I thought it was really interesting that uh, he got into the legacy aspect of it. Now, it it goes full circle because it talks about, you know, he was kind kind of a gruff guy, I guess is putting it mildly, when he first came in as a rookie. To where he may end up, he could end up as a Hall of Famer before it's all said and done. But uh, it's, it was an interesting conversation to listen to. Uh, we we get Bakhtiari to do a press conference. Now this is a guy, you know, solid left tackle, all pro, the guy chugging beers at the Bucks games, and um, Rob Demosky was talking to Zadarius Smith about what's Bakhtiari like because Zadarius walks into the locker room, becomes this leader, vocal guy, and he said. You know, Bakhtiari is sort of your counterpart over there on the offensive line. And he says, you know, I'm here to tell you that Bakhtiari wasn't like that his first couple of years in Green Bay. As a matter of fact, he was kind of a (laughs) – and and Rob used a word we usually don't use in press conferences, which made Zedarius laugh. Well, Bakhtiari, this got back to him. And so here's how Bakhtiari opened up his press conference. Uh, Before we officially begin, I'd like to address the – elephant in the this virtual room um before you guys ask me questions i would like for you to answer mine to any of you who have met me in 2013 i would like you to answer <laughs> if i was a quote-unquote bit of a dick <laughs> kind of a dick. and if i met you after 2013 same question we're gonna be keeping tally and uh yeah with that sarah i'll leave it to you all right thank you we'll start with mike clemens go ahead mike do you want me to answer that Yes. It's only fair. Well, yeah, you were. I mean, you gave really short answers. Later, you explained to us some personal situations as to what was going on. And now you've become one of the best interviews in the league. Kind of pandering around your answer, but okay. (laughs) Okay, what's up? (laughs) All right. So last December and January, the flu bug that went around your locker room and affected 20 players, you 
It took Balaga out of the playoff game against the Seahawks. Has that experience been in the back of your mind as you go through this COVID procedure every day? Um, to answer your question, I, I did think about it, and I did wonder if that was COVID, and I have no problem answering that. It was not. Uh, I was able to find evidence on that. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I, I'm not worried about it is because we weren't prepared as we are now. I think the uh, NFL and the NFLPA did a great job designing how we were going to operate football in the 2020 season with the uh, coronavirus. And I think uh, I feel a lot safer myself and everyone around us with, you know, anything from our face masks, face shields, hand sanitizer everywhere, where the, the awareness and also the, um, the, the protocols and standards that we have even to enter the building. Uh, so with that, you know, I, I do feel safe and I don't really question that as it, it pertained to the end of the last season. Well, there you go. Good answer by David Bakhtiari, and I liked how he began that presser, as a matter of fact. So, um, yeah, he uh, – <laughs> I like the fact that you were honest with him, Mike. Yeah, you were. You were kind well, of – Well, I, 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 I'm you getting too old, Bill. I don't have time to play games. I'm trying to get to the stories, you know. Right. And, you know, and I know this guy. I've been there since the beginning. I've been there since the day, you know, was it seven years ago today. He's out there. They put this kid – the fourth-round pick out of the losing team from Colorado, and now he's got to do a one-on-one against Clay Matthews. He beats him once. He beats him twice. And the third time, he keeps Clay Matthews from getting in the backfield. Clay takes his chin strap, snaps it off, takes his helmet, and, and spikes it into the ground. He's so frustrated, he can't get past a rookie. And David Bakhtiari won the left tackle position and hasn't given it up since. Mm -hmm. So then the next thing you know, about a year or two into his stay, you're trying to go to this guy, and this is in a room where you still got Josh Sitton and T.J. Lang and Brian Balaga, big, boisterous guys, and you're trying to get a quote out of him, and he's like, yes, no, I don't know. What do you think? And, and I started asking some of the other beat guys, goes, is this just me? Because every time I try to go to Bakhtiari, they say, no, I've given up on him. And we didn't talk to him for about a year. And then he started coming to us and saying, okay, what is it? I see you guys ignoring me. I am the left tackle. What's going on? And I, and I told him up front, well, if you want to know, here's it is. And he goes, okay, let me tell you. I suffer from ADHD. I, I'm still kind of new to this. We never had this kind of coverage in Colorado. You guys tell me what you need. And that's how the relationship opened up. And then he talked about this the other day, about when he first arrived in 2013, why he was that way to reporters. When you're addressing that, I think you're mistaking me being quiet for me being sort of a dick, kind of a dick, whatever you said. The last part was, you know, I, when I came in here, I was a fourth rounder and I knew my place was speak when spoken to and talk with my actions, not with my words. That was what I wanted to prove to my teammates. I never wanted to lead from the back and with my mouth. I wanted to lead with my actions in the front. You know, you know the type of characters that I walked into the room in 2013. There was no chance that I would ever <laughs> out character them. And I knew right in line that I was going to follow in line until it was my time. So my biggest thing is never stepping on anyone's toes, regardless of where I send to. So this personality, you see more and more that comes out. Um, even with Brian here, I I wanted to be known even to him right away that you're the leader of the, the offensive line room, regardless of the accolades that have come my way. And I am going to just, whatever you say, I have your back on. So with that, as I've grown, you know, and shown, I have then now spoken more. And I think that comes back to, you know, when I was a rookie, Clay Matthews said to me, you know, you know, the, the better you play, the more you can talk. I took that literal and I took it to heart. Which is great. I mean, I, I think that he kind of came in with the right attitude. It can be off putting. Don't get me wrong. 
But if you look, I, I don't have a problem with the way David Bakhtiari has been. I mean, I, I, had, I think, Mike, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the times we get into locker rooms, you start to interview these guys, they just don't know what your, what your angle is. They don't know if you're out to get them, or maybe they just don't know if you're just kind of looking for just technical or if you're just looking to BS and waste their time. I mean, I think it takes a feeling out period. Well, and there's guys that go in there just basically trying to do a hack job and embarrass them rather than really trying to get to the truth as to what is the team trying to do to win. What are you trying to do to win a job? And one thing we're going to be talking about is offensive line because Matt LaFleur made it clear. It's it's open competition. You you know, Bakhtiari's got the left tackle job. Elton Jenkins, the rookie coming back, he's going to hold on guard. And probably Corey Lindsley in his final contract year. But I think that right side of the line is... uh, the feeling I get from LaFleur is it is wide open. Uh, even though that uh, Billy Turner was in there last year, they did bring back Lane Taylor. You know, wonder if they're going to think it. They're not sure about right tackle after Blog is gone because Alex Light didn't look like it. They drafted three kids. Uh, you know, would they do kind of a shell game and would Lane Taylor take over right to guard and they kick out Billy Turner? Or is this Ricky Wagner guy that they brought in from the Lions who'd spent time in Baltimore and Detroit? You know, he knows that he's coming in at an open competition at right tackle. Yeah, well, I mean, every year it's a competition at every position. You know, there's no guarantees you're going to start anywhere. So I uh, just got to go out there and prove that I can uh, win that starting job. And I'm happy for the opportunity. Uh, you know, it was a little difficult, you know, off season being basically on Zoom. Uh, you know, didn't get that, uh, you know, on field time during OTAs. But I think that just puts a lot of uh, importance on what we're doing here during this first part of camp. You know, the walkthrough time. Uh, finally getting together as an offensive group. And uh, I think uh, the coaches during those Zoom meetings, uh, during the virtual OTA, OTAs, really did a good job with their, their presentations and made it pretty easy to uh, learn the new system. And they needed him, uh, you know, to, you, know, you let Brian Belaga go, you needed a, a, at least a veteran in Green Bay. Why did he choose to, to come here, Mike? Well, you know, he's he's born in West Dallas, and uh, he might have had a couple other offers out there. It looked like his time with the Detroit Lions was on, but we asked him that directly. Rick Wagner, who you think is the lead candidate, why he decided to sign with Green Bay. Uh, yeah, just playing in the league for uh, eight years now. Uh, you know, uh, the Packers are one of the most respected teams in the league, and I always respected them as a, as a player on a different team. Uh, and, uh, you know, just growing up in the state, I know that this is a special place. You know, I grew up a Packer fan uh, and, uh, you know, continue to follow them, follow them over the last eight years. So um, it was a pretty easy decision uh, to come here. And, uh, you know, in the NFL, you really you know can't choose where you go. Um, you know, you're happy to have a job really anywhere. Um, and I, ha- I had a great time in Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, I was really happy about my experiences at both places. But, uh, you know, uh, at this point in my career, I'm really happy to be here, and uh, it's definitely a special place. Let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear uh, a few more. Uh, when we come back, Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We'll wrap it up next in the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Devontae Adams, bottom of your screen. He's been big in this half, lined up against Melvin this time. Rodgers. Pressure going deep down the middle. It's caught for the touchdown. Alan Lazard. His willingness to do whatever it takes, whether it's 
in the pass game going going to catch a route or, or being a decoy or in the run game he he dominated his opponents and and i think the opposition sees that and they know that they better uh put in their mouth guard and buckle up their chin strap every time he's out on the field. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michaels Show is on the air. We are glad you are with us. Uh, final segment of the week as uh, we continue to wrap things up. Mike Clemens from NFL Series Radio joining us here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And and Mike, they, they talk about Alan Lazard and uh, you know, that, that secondary wide receiver position, uh, everybody seemed to think that they needed to go get another wide receiver or two, and they didn't. So now we just wait and see if they've got enough talent on this team to be able to fill the bill, you know? And you know what else he did, though? He went out and got a new receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought in Alvis Witted, the former Jets wide receiver, who had one year as the receivers coach of the Green Bay and then wasn't brought back. And then Alvis got picked up by uh, Paul Christ, and he's now part of the Badgers staff. But, um, you know, you just you had a sense that there was something awry, something missing. So this Justin Vrabel, who was an assistant to Nathaniel Hackett, your offensive coordinator, he gets elevated to wide receivers coach. So you start digging around. It's like, oh, see, this Vrabel guy worked with Hackett at the Buffalo Bills. And it's a guy that he brought along as an assistant. And when I asked Matt LaFleur about this yesterday, I said, yeah, tell me about the move there, wide receiver. He says, film guy, detailed film guy. So you see, there's all kinds of technique that Matt LaFleur wants to see executed on the field with those wide receivers as they, I mean, how they use their eyes. But just look at the last second before the ball comes in, where you put your hands, all those things. And, of course, there was all that talk in the offseason. Oh, Green Bay, they need a number two to, behind Devontae Adams. They've got to take advantage of this wide receiver draft, or they got to be more active in free agency, and they didn't. They didn't do that. And you asked Alan Lazard, what was his reaction and Devontae Adams' reaction and the other receivers in that room when the, every NFL analyst in the country was saying the Packers must add another wide receiver? I mean, honestly, we just kind of laugh at it just because it kind of shows the – the little acknowledgement of, you know, what value we actually bring to the room and to the team, um, because we know that our job is is very complicated. It's very hard and not not too many people can do it. So um, to hear all the talk about, you know, they, if they went and got this guy, they would just fit in. And then I don't think they realize how how difficult it is to, to do our position um, offensive, you know, blocking and in uh, the pass game as well. So. Um, we're, we're very confident in ourselves. You know, a, a lot of us are returning. We've been in the system for this system for two years, if not, you know, been here at the organization for more, um, playing with these players. And so I think it's more so just building this charisma and understanding and trusting each other out there on Sundays. They did go out and get uh, another receiver, even though Funchess uh, has opted not to play this season. Malik Turner is brought in. So, uh, you know, it's a guy that's been around at least uh, – you know, a little bit more depth, I guess, right, Mike? Yeah, a couple of guys, Malik Turner, and then this uh, Travis Fulham kid that was a six-round pick for the Lions got waived. They've brought him in, and Malik Turner. I thought, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. I go through my notes, and sure enough, they had him in camp as an undrafted kid out of Texas two years ago at uh, McCarthy's last mini camp as head coach. So he gets picked up by John Schneider, Pete Carroll, and the Seahawks. He gets uh, 17 passes, 245 yards, and a touchdown in 21 games in the last two seasons. But this kid is at an up-and-down career trying to break through on these NFL rosters. 
Yeah, this NFL journey, just getting started. You know, it was kind of hard to get my foot in the door. I got hurt in my pro day, couldn't do the combine. I got healthy just in time to do a workout. I ended up getting on pit, getting on the team like three days into camp last year and um, battled my butt off, got some opportunities, and then I got waived. I got waived. And so last year around this time was when I got picked up on practice squad. They brought me back a week later. And so just a year later, you know, things have changed a little bit, and I'm really grateful and just just keep on just uh, waiting for opportunities and answering the call when my number's called. You know, really, Marquez Valdez-Scanling is the guy that with all the speed, he's got the capability to blow the lid off. I think they're looking at between Lazard and him to really take those steps forward this year. Yeah, and they're also very excited about Equinemia, St. Brown, and Solmai. You know, before the ankle injury last year, I told you that that was a guy that I thought, you know, had a lot of potential because of the height. His ability to catch balls over the middle. Still got Jake Krumro in there. A guy like that, Malik Turner, to me, when I remember him in camp, he kind of looked like a smaller version of Geronimo. So I'm not sure where he fits in. He just adds depth, at least for camp. But the big question is, can can they finally get Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, in line. What happened to him last season? Because he went from your number two guy to just dropped off. He had an ankle injury there in the middle of the season. Did he lose confidence or focus in games? Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I, I definitely think, um, you know, he, he was battling through a little bit of an ankle. I do think there's some confidence that was probably lost there by by him, and we need him to, to regain that. I, I do like the approach that uh, he's taken throughout this last week get video of their workouts and it seems like he's got he's in the right frame of mind um in terms of just how hard he's attacking it and and we need that from him we need him to be a consistent performer for us because he does have incredible speed and he can really he can he scares the defense when he's out on the field Mike, always good stuff. Always appreciate it. Going to be uh, an interesting weekend as they start to put the pads on in camp, and hopefully uh, we don't have any any COVID outbreaks or anything like that and uh, continue to move forward with an NFL season. Good stuff. We'll talk again next week, pal. Thank you, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio. On Monday, we break down the Brewers and the Cubs and the Brewers' standings in the National League. Also, we get you ready for Bucks postseason basketball. More with Mike Clements and Packers training camp. Until then... Have a terrific weekend. Time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.